Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me go clean out my car this week get the rest of my belongings out of it so. oh so it's kaput oh yeah my car i blew the transmission uh last oh my weekend. gosh wow that's horrible oh man i when you said you blew a tranny i thought something totally different <laughs> wow eric you're married <laughs> Welcome to Quality Time, everybody. We're back once again at full power. I'm one-third of the program here. My name is Eric Woodworth. I'm joined first by my long-lost brother, the man with flesh dripping off of every pore, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. Is that Clint Howard? That's right, Clint Howard, brother of Ron Howard. Oh my God, brother! You are the better bro- brother. Star of the movie Ticks, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Jeremy, should we play a little bit of your uh, this clip that you got from Ron Howard this weekend? Oh, yeah, ready when you are. Yeah, I'm Clint Howard, MTV Movie Award Lifetime Achievement recipient, and I want to give a shout out to Quality Time. There you go. So you got a little bit of Clint Howard in your life. Hell yeah. In hey, our life. Well, uh, of course, I, if, if I've told this story a million times, which I love it, is my, my buddy who's the king of all extras who worked on me with me on Ladder 49. And he came up to me one day and I never knew him before. He's like, you know who you look like? I'm like, no. Clint Howard. <laughs> damn so sexy uh oh and speaking of sexy we're joined by the very lovely the very talented the gale the siren that the uh sailors hear from the boat offshore miss ashley pontius ashley how are you hello it's daddy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh my gosh, is that Miss Toomey? <laughs> so so sexy, I'm the mom from the Goonies. <laughs> ah, look at it, boys. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Good to see you boys. Now we I'm Jeremy, I'm sure you got a ton of stories. Ashley has some stuff, but I'd love to just tell you two little quick things. Uh uh so this weekend I've had pretty bit I've been, it's been pretty chill. I go on call later today due to Hurricane Ian that's just butt fucking the coast of the US right now. But I uh uh I was talking to uh my daughter Susie, uh who 
they were singing a viral song that is a reference to Stranger Things calling, Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. I was like, that's from Stranger Things. Y'all don't even watch Stranger Things. And Susie looks me dead in the eye. She goes, Daddy, I can't watch Stranger Things until they clean up some of the language in there. And I was like, Aww. oh. I was just like, wait a minute, language? I was like, you haven't even watched it. How do you know it's bad language? She's like, I just have a feeling. I don't really want to hear bad language. I was like, okay. I was like, hey, what? what's the worst word that you know? You, I was like, you can tell me. Uh, you can say it right now. I won't, you won't be in trouble. She goes, I don't know, like, probably hell. I was like, oh. Am I like, I was like, oh. I was like, Susie, she knows hell. And I was like, you know, hell, I was like, hell's in the Bible. It's not that bad. She was like, oh, well, I guess fuck then. <laughs> so hearing my little daughter say the word fuck was very hilarious this weekend. Well, that's funny because the few times I've been over to your house and I forget that there are children around and I mm -hmm. swear and I look at you and your wife and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And every time your wife's like, man, they've heard worse. That is true. They have heard worse, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and now the other, the only other quick story I wanted to share, as Jeremy can't, he can't pay attention to what we're talking about. He's already moved on to the next thing. He's incapable of carrying human conversation with somebody. So Jeremy's just showing us pictures of Monster Mania. Jeremy, how was Monster Mania? Tell us about that, because you can't wait. I'm listening to your stories. I'm just giving you visuals while the no. The, uh, hey, do you know whenever I have a conversation, I usually just hold up pictures that have nothing to do with it, and I show them because that shows that I'm paying attention. That's how I. That's how I show. So I'm disturbing your your stories with my no. You just. <laughs> It's not how regular people communicate, but tell us about Monster Mania and some of the pictures you're trying to show us here. I I don't communicate well, obviously. I know, we know we know you don't. You Jerry can't wait to t to tell us what what is he's been off there. Here, your story filled, so I need to hear what's going on, man. I wasn't even going to talk about these. I was just going to show them to you. Oh, so. okay. All right. Well, what, I saw a boy with an axe and a and a whale that looked like it was bleeding out. <laughs> it's actually the little the little baby from Eraserhead, which somebody was selling. Oh, that's cool. I mean, in Eraserhead, it's pretty pretty spot on. I mean, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty close to it. I can see that. Aww, All right, that looks like my last Mushmortion. I was kidding. <laughs> pretty darn creepy, but this is of course a little baby uh, Jason Bateman from uh american psycho oh, oh look at that and he's got the oh. raincoat on and everything yeah Aww. i asked him uh, if if his favorite huey lewis song was uh hit to be square but he'd never <laughs> huey lewis because he was a kid yeah he looks more like huey dewey and louie this uh, then, I, then i kept asking him about other huey lewis songs if he liked i want a new drug <laughs> yeah <laughs> or she's heart heart and soul or happy to be stuck with you I am not ashamed to admit that I love Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Jeremy's just naming Huey Lewis the news songs for forty-five minutes at this child. <laughs> have you heard, have you heard this one? <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard of this Jackson Brown song? It's one of his. Best <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude! Have you have you heard this Gigi Allen song? That's a pretty funny one. I'm a kid, you bastard. <laughs> Hey Jeremy, what? Ha, you bastard! Just, he just <laughs> hatchets you in the forehead. 
<laughs> no, but Jeremy, so last week you were you went to Chiller Theater or was it Monster Mania up in Jersey as well? Uh that was the uh New Jersey Horicon. There you go. City. Um shout out to Ryan Weber. Um uh yeah, we had a table and uh we did the green screen to try to get people into uh Pogo's uh um crawl space and uh just made it even selling t shirts and DVDs and Okay. Uh, the the highlight of my of the show for me was Saturday night when uh, Hal Havens came over and visited my booth and sat down for a drink. So oh, Hal Havens, of course, for our, uh, our uninformed listeners, would be from would be the pig pig snout dude from uh, Night of the Demons. There you go, <laughs> pig pig fucker. Right? What's his name? Uh, I don't know his actual character name in Demon Knight, but. Uh, it's funny now, 30, 30 years later, he looks exactly like the captain from Cabin Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. You sent me a picture of him. So no late night. Uh, now, is there any juicy insider thing? Because last time we, we got reprimanded for not breaking news about Gary Busey when you had an inside track. Do you have inside track information that you'd be willing to, to let loose here to our you know, 40, 50 listeners? Uh yeah the um <laughs> okay here we go there's laughter so I actually personally know the, the the father of one of the girls that was sexually harassed who actually this girl was 35 years old even though he's like almost 60 okay got it who also has a very interesting cosplay which I won't mention hey that's one thing I learned harassment knows no age so apparently his daughter. It was her first time at this show and got sexually harassed by Gary Busey. And I was told Gary Busey literally um, bunned her from behind. Oh. And, yeah, it might have actually had something of a boner. Who knows? Oh, he was doing the fucking the song like that's next song. When you baby, when we're grinding, I get a bad head wound and an erection. I hope that you're over appropriate age. Uh, so that was what Gary Busey did, basically. That's that's one of the allegations out of the three. Mm. Uh, the the other thing was he was told by the the uh, lawyers and the police do not talk about this because this is an open investigation. So. Oh, okay. Wasn't gonna, he, I asked him if he wanted to go on the show and talk about it. He's like, no. No, so, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I wouldn't have had anything nice to say to him. And the other thing is he said his daughter didn't tell him about it till the next day because he said he, he would have known what he would have done to Gary. Yeah. Yeah. So, what if he get, yeah, he might have given him a traumatic head wound. That would have been bad. <laughs> you know, hit Gary Busey so hard in the head, he turns normal again. Yeah, so, well, I was, like, was going to say, hit him so hard that he loses half his teeth, and now he just looks like a normal person. What if he has, he, he yeah, he, maybe his face is a little bit more droopy, but he can actually close his mouth so you don't have to see his teeth constantly. That was actually, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, when I sexually assaulted this girl back in uh, 2022, her father beat me within a li- inch of my life, and that's when I, I gave myself to Christ for the eighth time, and uh, I like, always had the ability to close my mouth for more than 30 seconds. It, it's like it's <laughs> like his mouth is filled with a bunch of packets of dentine ice. Like, they're just oddly large. It just it doesn't quite quite yeah. add up actually eric talked about his religious experience maybe we should do <laughs> tribulation <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our 
<laughs> that's the greatest Howie Mandel film ever. God, that movie is insane. Maybe we do need to watch it. I haven't oh. seen that in like ten years. <laughs> I've never seen Tribulations. The only Howie Mandel movie that I would I've ever really watched is the uh, Little Monsters, which is a uh, Eric. Let me just real, real quick. I don't, oh. I don't want to distract us, but Eric, imagine that you are about to learn about the end times and mm-hmm. receive the gospel okay. from Howie Mandel and Gary Busey. <laughs> Okay. Don't, don't forget Margot Kidder. Yes! <laughs> the cast for this movie. And I don't remember who plays the devil. I'm going to have to look that shit up. But it is. <laughs> and then people get beheaded. <laughs> it sounds fun. Okay. We'll put it on the. put Add it to the list. I will. <laughs> With, with, with serious and people are uh, helping us through the tribulation like jack van impey so <laughs> oh my god it's on free right now maybe i think on tubi it came out in 2000 i think this movie caused 9-11 well, you know the, the, worst, the worst thing about tribulation force is that as soon as they find out about the tribulation that's when Howie Mandel starts covering his head with, with surgical gloves and blowing them up really well. <laughs> I just found a synopsis for the movie and they'll let us move on. <laughs> Alright, let's hear this. Let's hear it. It's very short. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm so sorry. Okay. After awakening from a coma, did Detective Gary Busey learns a bu- <laughs> learns a brutal new age philosopher played by Nick Mancuso now rules the planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty good. What's its rotten? What's its, what's its tomato score? Okay, so I don't see a tomato score, but real quick, Google users, mm-hmm. you're not gonna believe this shit. We gotta read these later. 86%, but the IMDB is a 4.7 out of 10. <laughs> okay. There we go. That seems more realistic. All right, I'm into it. I will check out check it out on a future episode. Yeah, uh, it'll be my next pick. <laughs> so uh, another highlight from the New Jersey Horrorcon was, of course, uh, Noah Hathaway. Okay, Noah Hathaway we all know from? From the NeverEnding Story. Mm-hmm. He rides uh, Falcor. Okay. Uh, if oh, he's also the first Harry Potter. Okay. He, he's of course Harry Potter from the movie Troll. There where, you go. Okay. Of course, that Row, uh, you know, T.K. Rowling's chick stole from. Yeah, stole everything from Troll. To make the the British Harry Potter. I gotcha. Doesn't have a midget. Okay. A, a troll in, in an apartment complex. So you met Atreyu from uh, the Neverending Story. And I could tell that he was like really cool. He has like a mohawk now, and he's got Ooh. like a super hot looking blonde girlfriend hanging. And as soon as I, at first, I was like, well, I have this pogo shirt, but I don't think you'd like it because it has a bad joke on the back. He looks at the joke, he's like, oh, hell yeah. And literally puts the shirt right on. Oh, I was like, "Oh, this is good." So then I I pushed it further, and I said uh, later on, "It's like, hey, you know that scene in uh, Never Ending Story? You know when the horse dies? That's the scene in the movie that I always start to masturbate to." Ah, oh, so. hell yeah! 
<laughs> there you go. Did he now? Did he laugh or did you say you animal that ruined my life? <laughs> I fucking love that horse. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can push comedy standards with people that are actually cool. So, all right. Well, I, uh... um, so so today I I, uh, I just came from Monster Mania, mm-hmm. and I, I made the mistake of leaving my cooler with a friend. To which my friend texted me last night, sometime when I what didn't have my phone anywhere near me because I was asleep, said, "Oh, I left your cooler out in the hallway at the hotel." Which I'm like, what? You, why? Why did you do that? And all my beer was stolen. So, son of a bitch. And I'm like, well, thanks for taking care of my cooler so you could have somebody steal from it. That's, that's great. Yeah. Smooth move, X Lax. Yeah. That's, that's great. Why did you do that? You could have left it at your booth. You could have left it here, but no, it's stolen. So I'm sorry. Anyway, so um, so uh, no, I met Daniel Roebuck, who's otherwise known as Grandpa in the New Monsters. Oh, he, he's been cool over the years. He's been doing chiller and everything. Uh, everybody says the same thing about the Monsters. Like this movie sucks, but Daniel Roebuck did great in it. He's hilarious. You know what? I watched the Monsters. Uh, I didn't hate it. It's actually, it, honestly, the most palatable version of Sherry Moon Zombie you'll ever see. <laughs> um, I actually enjoyed it from beginning to end. Is it really corny and, and over the top? Yeah. And it's very colorful. You know what? I It's one of those things you just throw on while you do some housework and you look over and you're like, it's really beautiful. And I think it has everything to do with Rob Zombie having a budget and other people caring about the finished product. Um, it's just, there's something about like, when Rob Zombie has a budget, he makes a pretty decent movie. Like, he really does. I would agree with Eric that, like, I personally, it is very wholesome, which we kind of, we knew going in. It It is very wholesome. It's not really my thing, but it is accurate to some extent to what the original Monsters was about. And I do agree with Eric, though, visually, it's very beautiful. Like, visually, it is it is yeah. beautiful to see. So, I'll give it that. The only thing, the only thing I expect from this movie is that he's going down the road in the Dragula mobile with a giant robot with Herman Monster doing the Dragula song. That's no, all I, I want. Hey, you know, you know, I don't think I didn't finish it. I only got about halfway through, but there is, you know, the robot from the Rob Zombie video. It's playing a doorman at one part that lets him in. It's the same robot and like lets him through awesome. into the into the club. Awesome. So there are lots of, it's very Rob Zombie. It's like, it, he was like, if you made the, an $8 million music video, he, have at it. And that's kind of what they let him do. And uh, it's it even has some cool little metal parts. Is it like ridiculously hokey at times? Yeah. In a 1950s kind of 60s kind of way. Yeah. It's like painfully that at times, but uh, you know, I thought it had a, it had a fun charm to it. And you know what? Let the haters hate. It was number six on Netflix. So all the Rob Rob Zombie haters can suck it. Oh, and by the way, I I, I met uh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's wife, who really looks like Sherry Moon as if she actually was still eating and didn't have her ribs showing through. Like a a hotter version of Sherry Moon. So Now, Jen's pie. <laughs> oh, very nice. Hey, Jeremy, I do have one thing to ask you before we... I, I want to hear what uh, Ashley has a couple of stories. But um, 
I guess this is, I haven't really announced it on this show, but uh, I, I started doing a, a show with Justin Schlegel as part of the Rob and Joe show Patreon. Dork, Dorkomania. Called, called Dork Dynasty. Now, uh, I'm planning on me and uh, Chris Carlheim and Justin to have um, a little game that I've had in the back of my head. It's called Gaming and Consequences, okay? Where all three of us will play a game and there's are different handicaps that happen that are really fun. Like maybe one of us is trying to shoot you in the balls with a Nerf gun. Sometimes you might have to wear oven mitts while you play, what have you. It's a real kooky kind of idea that I got. But the worst player of all these games gets a penalty or a consequence. And Jeremy, I named one of the consequences on there and it involves you. <laughs> Jeremy, one of the consequences, should you be the worst player how much how much skin do you need i need a, <laughs> i need a quarter ounce uh it's just i just labeled it in the in the wheel of in the wheel of punishments as i labeled it as the jeremy parmesan so it's just gonna be in a lovely italian dinner with just a little bit of you on it and Justin almost threw up at the idea. He was like, I got to fucking practice these games. I was like, it really just depends on what the handicap is because your handicap could decide everything. That's uh, true. It really, It's really going to be rough. So, Jeremy, would you be willing to donate some of your skin for this consequence? I, I didn't ask you. Um, yes, very much so. Uh, good thing that you reminded me because I already have like a, a, a jar of Parmesan with me in it. But <laughs> you do it for quick release. <laughs> I, I do already, but I realize it's probably not clean, and it might have hair. And I, maybe I wouldn't and, worry about that. That's and maybe paint stink. No, I want I want it unpasteurized if you don't mind. <laughs> I think if I just do like an ounce like off my arms or something, then it won't actually get somebody physically sick. Um, mm -hmm. that no, Jeremy, we want we want it raw. Okay, I don't want I don't want the cream of the crop. The, that's for another that's for another day. Um, I hate but, to say I, I'm better. My 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 skin's better than it's been for for aw. months because I I went to Ocean City. No, oh, well, awesome. good. Stayed in the the smallest hotel room that I could afford. That literally made like a British <laughs> hotel room look normal. Are you saying it's like the seawater and everything? All the salt was good for your body. Yes, and the sunlight. I should have gotten four full days, but the first day I was uh, completely swarmed by flies and had to flee the beach. <laughs> the fucking flies. Oh, oh Jeremy, I love that you're like my pet iguana. <laughs> I, literally, I literally was swatting the flies so bad oh. that I, I f flung my ring off and lost it in the sand. So, Your wedding ring? Yeah, I do have a backup. So. <laughs> so your wedding ring is just gone like, now. Good thing. Good thing. Well, I overpaid for it the first one, but the second one I got as a backup because it was more gold looking. I only paid like what 10, 20 bucks online. Oh, oh, good. Okay. I overpaid by only ninety dollars on my first one. I like Great. the idea that you lost more beer yesterday than that ring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty definitely. No, you, you know they they sell you these things like, well, this is a tungsten ring. You you can't it can't get bent. It'll break before it gets bent. And it's it's better than a gold ring. I'm like, well, how much is it? Oh, a hundred dollars. Oh, but online it's only worth ten. Um, hey Jeremy, they uh, 
Yeah, you want to know something? Don't get a tungsten ring. I'll tell you why. Uh, my friend had a tungsten ring and then uh, was working and uh, broke his finger and his finger swelled up. He couldn't get the ring off and you can't cut it off because it's tungsten. So he had to go and have that laser cut off of him in the emergency room so that his finger could keep uh, blood circulating through. Um, yeah, tungsten rings are not good if you injure yourself. Uh, they mm-hmm. are that strong and you have to cut them off with lasers. Mm. I'm, I'm sure a good, uh, you know, b- uh, hacksaw would do it. So, <laughs> so like yeah, Ashley, uh, you said you had some fun stories that uh, you had in your uh, from the last week. Why don't you tell us about stories. that? Sure. So uh, I'll be quick because I know we're time sticking on. So I was out with some friends the other night and I cannot tell you the name of this man. I cannot remember his name. I cannot even tell you who brought him. Is it Dave Schultz? <laughs> not a comedian okay i don't even remember anything about him <laughs> is it tom myers <laughs> this is, listen i i couldn't I, this guy and i'm get to it he was so unremarkable i cannot tell you a single thing about him other than what transpired okay. so me being the way i am like if i see somebody off by themselves like i try to like be like you know introduce myself talk to them a bit and I start talking to him, and it seems fine. He's a little socially awkward, but it turns very quickly to where he acts like he's too good to talk to me, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, like, okay, I can, like, leave you alone or whatever, and then this happens, and I've never, never in my life, I'll just say it's really Restivo energy. Okay. Um, he He tells me that he's been off the dating apps for two days. Like he hasn't looked at them or checked in mm-hmm. and he bitches always want me, which is why you're over here. <laughs> he's uh... like, he points to himself and he, this dude fucks. Okay. <laughs> about himself. And he's not being like funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. He pulls up his phone. Okay, we're at a bar, like again, group mm-hmm. of friends. I still, at this point, I still cannot track down who brought him and then raises the question, was he not with my group and was just near us? And I thought he was a part of our group at the bar. Um, he pulls up his phone and shows me on one of the apps a list, like the, the list of women he's been talking to. Uh-huh. And he goes, this, I don't need to talk to you. Boys... <laughs> It was a list of bots. I can tell. They were just oh. so this, this guy was this guy was speaking to like 15 bots. How much money had he sent all of them? You are so fucking close. <laughs> so, as, so as I am looking and I and I can tell like very quickly to some degree I'm like these aren't these aren't girls that want to talk to him because I can even see some of what they're saying to him and I'm like mm-hmm. no, these aren't real women. And I look at the app and I'm like what app is that? And he tells me it's not Tinder. It's not any of these other popular dating apps. I know this app because I've used this app. Okay. This is an app where girls get paid to talk to incels. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So these girls get paid every time he responds, like messages them. If they respond to him, you get paid. Not a lot, but you get paid for every time you respond to this dude. So these girls are making money off of the subscription. He has to pay to be there. Oh. It was 
bananas and i was like oh my god you're right who would want to talk to a little oinker like me this little pig bitch you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i leave i then put all my drinks on his tab before he leaves for the mm-hmm. night and then i bounce it was fantastic oh <laughs> um, well who yeah, said love great. doesn't exist you know oh, it's fun. that was great uh that was fun but more more personal and then I'll get this moving on. So my parents are in the Bahamas. They're on vacation. They are staying, I think, in St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And um, we have internet connection, but, you know, trying to leave them alone, let them have a good time. Well, yesterday, my dad messages me. He goes, hey, um, don't uh, don't ask your mom about what we did today. Okay. okay. Just like, no. Is everything all right? He goes, well, um, I thought it would be romantic because it's their anniversary. He's like, I thought it would be romantic and surprise her to take her on a tour of some of the islands and stuff around here. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. He goes, Mom, I made a mistake. I'm like, and I go, Mom's alive, right? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, I accidentally took us to Pedophile Island. <laughs> <laughs> he took her to Little St. James? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're looking at this mansion. And she's like, this is beautiful. I wish I could live in a place like this. And as they, <laughs> and as they're like doing this whole thing, and the tour guide, this is where <laughs> Epstein molested all those people, apparently. And my mom oh my god doug where have you taken me and then they like couldn't get away from it because you're stuck on it like you're on this tour there isn't like a way to just drive off away from this thing so they had to sit through this tour discussing the history of the island (laughs) hell yeah did they get to the big temple did they go to the temple eric i don't i started asking questions i know as much as you all i know is (sighs) do not tell her that you know that I took. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to. I want to know the secrets. Did, did, I want to know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> hey, you have to ask uh, Garth Brooks for that. Is Garth Brooks on the the flight log for Epstein's Island? No. Do you not know? There's a whole thing about everyone says that Garth Brooks is a serial killer. So oh. if you go to his Instagram, there are no fan comments. They've had to shut his page down several times. It's just people who are fans of Tom Segura, and we all go on to Garth's page and we write, "Where are the bodies, Garth?" And they've had to <laughs> shut his page down like a bunch of times. Um, but yeah, there's a rumor that Garth he's a Brooke, serial killer. Garth Brooks never killed anyone. Chris Gaines has killed thousands. Yes. <laughs> For every soul that he re- releases, Chris Gaines. <laughs> uh, that shit. Here you go. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're, I, I hope your your father brings back some lovely uh, underage children and emancipates them. You might pick up yourself some brothers and sisters after this little ditty. You know, it's fucked up. Like, I know this is going out into the world, but like, Y'all have seen my dad. I mean, if you didn't know Doug, he does have the vibe of someone that would go there on purpose. No, he looks like a fellow that knows how to how to not not work a an online bank account, but could definitely program a Commodore sixty four. He's got that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Eric, think about it. If Nancy ever kicks the bucket, which I mean she will, no. but if she were to go first. Who do you think dad's getting to clean that big house of his? Ooh, I don't know, but Melania, Melania Pontius. That's who it's Melania Pania. (laughs) Yeah, what is that show on TLC? It's 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Hook me up. I want to help clean the house. (laughs) You you know what, Jeremy? You look 
like you look like a younger version of Doug. I think I could pair you two together. Yeah. I want some of your dead shit. I'm sure. Hey, you know what, Jeremy? When my parents are dead, which knock on wood, may not be that long from now, um, <laughs> you can absolutely hoard more of his hoarding. You guys can you oh, can hoardy 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 hoardy. Hoardy Look, my my goal in life is just a trench where I can just barely move through rooms and then I sleep in a nest yeah. that I call a bed covered with beer cans everywhere. Go out underneath beer that bed. Go out just like how my father did under that giant pile of pornography that had collapsed next to his, his domicile. I knew this was the fulcrum of the pile. If I pulled this one pornographic you know, graphic magazine... I was as good as dead. It's like off Jenga. <laughs> it was called Porn Death Jenga. <laughs> I was ready to go. I'm super excited if you guys are ready because I can't wait to talk about this nightmare of a movie we've. <laughs> oh yeah! Speaking like- of this nightmare of a movie, it's Ashley's pick, and boy, are we going all around the world with this same song? Uh, I'm excited because this is one. You Ashley forbade us to do this movie for a long time, and I know she must be in a dark place this week because she picked it. Uh, she's getting yep. everything off of her bucket list, and I don't like it. It scares me. But uh, for our listeners' benefit, it's uh, the 1990 classic, uh, Nothing But Trouble, uh, a movie written, directed, produced by the great Dan Aykroyd. Uh by the way, before we get any further, please tell me you have the titular line. Uh, I can probably pull it up. I didn't really pull a ton of audio for it. There's no need for that. There's not need. We don't need audio for this I, one. I need the titular line and the titular line theme. Okay. Let me um, see if I can cue that up for you while you guys uh, talk about the movie. But uh, no, this uh, this movie comes out in 1990, and it is, uh, gosh, it's Definitely panned as one of the worst films, so much that it, uh, Siskel of Siskel and Ebert refused to give it a rating. It was so bad. Uh, historically, <laughs> he said that this movie was, he said he went to go see it and there was like a handful of teenagers that were watching it. Um, and uh, they were talking so loudly that uh, Siskel got up and then walked over and said, Hey, could you talk more loudly? I don't want to hear any more of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it zero thumb. Yes, he, he didn't even give it... He didn't want to waste the energy of giving it a thumbs down. That's how much he disliked this movie. He um, said, I couldn't do enough cocaine during watching this film to make it enjoyable. So, uh, <laughs> the movie has a lot of similarities with uh, Haunted Honeymoon, which was uh, 1986. Both are written and directed and acted by the same star. Dan Aykroyd for Nothing But Trouble. Gene Wilder for Haunted Honeymoon. Both take place in a creepy mansion and both feature an actor in drag, John Candy in Nothing But Trouble and Dom DeLuise in Haunted Honeymoon. And just like Gene Wilder and Dan Aykroyd, this is they never directed another movie again after these. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, it's a real fun one. I remember this was one of the movies that would always come on HBO just because, and I've probably have watched it more than a dozen times growing up for sure. For sure. I've watched this movie more than a dozen times. Uh, and, and as far as this rewatch goes, before we even get started, I'm going to just clear the air. 
John Candy and Drag could get it. Okay, I said it. I don't take it back. I like a woman of a larger ilk. And John Candy, I got to be honest with you, Chevy Chase, that looked like a heavenly wedding, if you ask me. In, in the words, in the words of Jim Carrey. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yes. <laughs> Now, there is a movie that we can all thank this uh, atrocity for it existing, uh, and that's the movie Hellraiser. Uh, uh, What? Yeah, you can thank the movie Clive Barker's Hellraiser of 1987 was the inspiration for this film. Uh, The story was developed after a screening in 1987 that uh, producer Robert Weiss attended with Dan and Peter Aykroyd. Uh, Weiss had a fractured rib and suggested that the three take the film, uh, take him to the film to get the, his mind off the injury, but it couldn't be uh, a comedy because it hurt him to laugh, which is why the Ackroyd brothers chose a horror film. Once the movie started, the three saw the audience laughing at the film and Weiss suggested, why not make a horror comedy movie together since audiences wanted to laugh and be scared at the same time. So... Hellraiser is the exact reason. So think about this. 1987, Jeremy Woodworth could have been sitting in a theater laughing hysterically. Unbeknownst to him, Dan and Peter Aykroyd are sitting in the back and they just hear, <laughs> as, as something's getting ripped off. Jeremy, you, you indirectly are maybe the inspiration for nothing but trouble. <laughs> Blame it all on me. <laughs> Can I put out a theory that I have as we start this? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think this movie is what got Tupac killed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. And so, by the way, there were two biggies in this movie. So, <laughs> Two biggies? Yeah, the, the brothers that were living out in the scrapyard. So. God, I, mm-hmm. oh, I hate it. I hate it's I Bobo. Um, so of course the the it has a star-studded cast, many from uh uh formerly of the the one not only of SNL but also of Second City, um, a famous comedy troupe from Chicago. You have the great Chevy Chase. You have Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore, uh, Valerie Bloomfield, uh, uh, uh Taylor Negron, uh. Uh, just to name a few, and then of course the great Brian Doyle Murray, uh, who, uh, of course, from Second City as well. Not all of them from Second City, but Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and uh, um, Valerie, as well as Brian Doyle, all mm. um, coming together to make this wonderful train wreck of a movie. Um, the basic plot of this thing, if we could get it, because we're going to play it loose and tight here, is Chevy Chase plays a total cocksucker, which he plays in most movies. Uh, real piece of shit. He's not a banker, but he writes a banking thing. Uh, he uh, Like a newsletter that people uh, adhere to. Uh, and he gets... He, he takes Demi Moore to go check out this thing in Atlantic City with their two foreign friends, played by Taylor Negron and some other lady, and uh, they get pulled over in a small town and have to go see a night judge, which is actually something that happened to Dan Aykroyd. He got pulled over in the middle of Pennsylvania and actually had to go to a night court uh, to be immediately sentenced, which gave him the idea, another uh, idea for this movie uh, and the fever dream to follow here. Yeah, you speed through the corn, your ass will get torn. It's Pennsylvania, baby. <laughs> um, can I tell you 
the opening credits are the most organized part of this movie. <laughs> it, it ends very quickly after the credits, right? Because like you see these opening credits, and you're like, okay, all right, this is well put together, okay. And then you're like, what the fuck? And some of the lines in this movie are straight fucking bananas. In the first 10 minutes, and I quote Chevy Chase, not bad for a one-eyed Russian immigrant. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I also, another one, I don't remember who said this. Uh, just randomly, I wrote down, espresso maker and a bag of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a line from the movie. What? <laughs> The, these are these are the hot coke filled dialogue that Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd came up with to make this wonderful monstrosity that we got to see here. Um, I I also like that this movie's supposed to be a horror movie, but because it was so bad, they dumbed it down to PG thirteen. Apparently, there was a ton of gore in this movie. I will I will say though. Maybe not the best Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore movie I've ever seen. But can I just say, maybe my favorite Daniel Baldwin movie I've ever seen, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad that you mentioned Daniel Baldwin because he's the second person I've met in person other than Taylor oh. Negron in this movie. Oh, yeah. Who, if, who, who do you like better, Daniel or Taylor Negron, though? Oh, definitely Daniel Baldwin. I'm not only a homicide fan, but man, when he had a fun time at Chiller, he was like, you know, holding holding women in his arms and just having a damn good time. Well, I'm definitely the, my favorite Baldwin brother. I don't think Jeremy knows this, but I'm also a homicide fan, but that's because I love Alec. Ah, oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, you, know you, you really shouldn't get, um, you know, um, uh, firearms wranglers that are only like 16 to run your movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like that, uh, you know, he doesn't, um, he just, Alec Baldwin just had a kid, uh, which is weird. I guess like he never misses a shot. Um, did you guys, did you guys actually see the wrangler for the movie where you know, no. this literally looked like a, t a 21 year old blonde, blonde woman. Oh, probably man. definitely should not be wrangling guns so oh well alec baldwin is the white is the white knit cannon so <laughs> i do love that i um anybody believe in uh douche karma so. <laughs> douche karma <laughs> it's a special thing when you're so much of a douche bad things happen you know like oh uh, i wish douche has just like been building up for years now I killed somebody because of my douchiness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they end up getting pulled over, and I love I love the idea of it's a very Chevy Chase thing uh, of the level of privilege that he has, where he's just like, you should you have a Beamer, why don't you just outrun the cops? It's not a big, just go ahead and do that, you know, no big deal. But I love that this is another movie where we have someone publicly shaving. <laughs> <laughs> This is the second movie in a row that I'm like, why are these men shaving their stuff in public? Because, <laughs> like, like, am I wrong, though? 
Like, I don't understand. I guess that maybe was a thing, but like, I don't understand the behavior. Cause like, could you imagine me out at a show trying to talk to you? Let's get out like my Venus edge five and just stick it down my pants while you're talking. And you just hear me trimming my pants. Sometimes you got. Sometimes it be like that. Back in the eighties, you know, it was just too busy of a time. So if you had just the, even the slightest bit of stubble, you got to get that off. Otherwise, how are you gonna find a husband? I can't have enough co- commercials about um, products for uh, pubic hair with little cartoons of pubic hair. I mean, I'd rather die. Oh, I I think pubic hair is adorable. Um, so rap, rap music and little cartoons of pubic hair. Yeah. So I love that the uh, originally this movie was supposed to be uh, called uh, Vulcan uh, Vulcanville or Vulcanvania, uh, but it was mm-hmm. forced into uh, the titular line that we'll hear later on uh, called "Nothing but Trouble," which. But do we know? I'm so sorry, Eric. Do we know why he had to change the title? It was just studio pressure. Uh, that was just one. Of, it's funny that apparently they got to do anything they wanted in this movie, and Dan Aykroyd would literally take any suggestion. Uh, that they were like, "Hey, what about a train that comes out of the table that has food on it?" And he was just like, "Fucking build it now." <laughs> okay, I won't lie. I did love the mashed potato train i did i do i secretly kind of want a little train that goes around and just makes you fat and <laughs> until it flings one pea at a, a one pickle at your wife and then you have to jump out of a window uh which is the silliest reason like so they all get arraigned after a wild car chase and get taken back but to seen by a judge who does have indeed a dick's nose um it which <laughs> It's my is my favorite part of the movie is the fact that it is when you finally see that close up of uh, of the judge's nose and, and it's just like that's that's an actual cock at the end of his at the tip of his nose. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't know what I hated more that penis or that penis zoomed in while he's trying to eat that fucking sausage dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm so sick. I, oh, I thought I was gonna puke. Uh, I did. I will say that uh, all the, now John Candy is the one who pulls them over. Uh, he is the. He's basically the only one that has a good heart and eventually gets to take over all of this one day for some reason. Uh, that's uh, Officer Dennis. But he also has a second role as uh, the sister in this, who is, I guess, JP, the judge, Judge Alvin, is basically just holds him there because he wants Chevy Chase to, uh, to basically bang his daughter. That's the premise yeah. of this movie. It's just like, ooh, she took a liking to you. You want some of our sausages and ants on a log? But but Eric, honestly, as weird as it is, it's not that weird because think about like the hills have eyes. At some point, you've inbred till you can't no more and you've got to get some fresh blood in there so you can make more people. Also, I do feel like John Candy and drag looks like Ben Kissel. <laughs> <laughs> it is a he is a big woman let me tell you uh very large presence although every time i see john candy's wonderful light up face i miss him i truly i truly miss that big bastard um wish he was still around instead we lose john candy not too long after this and tupac and we're stuck with chevy chase till today which uh that's the real injustice of all this uh <laughs> 
Uh, Chevy Chase uh, historically is known for being uh, ridiculously hard to work with, and this was no exception. Uh, the only person yeah. he was so mean to Dan Aykroyd, who actually had a good relationship with him, that the actors came and said, "We're not working again if you talk to Dan Aykroyd like that again." <laughs> Imagine that you're so mean that the rest of the cast has to say, you know what? Please don't treat Dan Aykroyd. He's a sweetheart. Um, don't do that to him anymore. He's like the Ellen DeGeneres of men. Because, <laughs> because he did all those family-friendly movies like Jungle to Jungle, Man of the House. Um, he did like all those stuff in the 90s that were all these kids and family-friendly. And then he did Community. And then, yeah. yeah, behind closed doors, everybody's like, there's no one I wish would die on my Deadpool more than Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> now, this movie is so... Uh, after this movie... Uh, became a uh, a box office bomb dan Aykroyd allegedly sent written hand letters of apology to the entire cast after discovering how financially bad this was mm-hmm. uh however in a 2017 po- podcast uh bertilla damas uh, stated she never received such a letter and was surprised that that was done so got her ass <laughs> everybody but <laughs> bertilla got a letter <laughs> Do you know what that means, Eric? It means whatever she did in the movie. They were like, "Yeah, that's fitting for what we made." <laughs> so, and you had you had asked about why it's called Vulcanvania. Uh, it's because the town that he got pulled over in Pennsylvania was called oh. Cent, uh, Centrilia, Pennsylvania. So I, oh. I guess that's what he wanted to call it. And to this day, Dan Aykroyd only refers to this uh, movie as Vulcanvania in his head. Well, well no, I was. Oh, good. Go ahead. I, I was, I'm sorry. I was just saying, no, no, no. What I was saying, Eric, is that I actually think because of what we know about the movie, once you watched it, I think it would make sense. I'm saying to have called the movie that I agree that that was a good title. Mm-hmm. And then the one they ended up giving it just isn't exactly like in ties. And that's interesting, though, that you brought that up about Centralia, because Centralia was the inspiration, if I'm not mistaken, for Silent Hill. Oh, uh so, it, it is it is the ultimate ghost town. It says <laughs> it declined yeah. from a thousand in nineteen eighty to five residents in twenty twenty <laughs> because the, the coal mine fire that's been burning, burning. since nineteen sixty two. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a good horror inspiration. I I'm with you, Eric. I wish as funny as this is in some ways, and I'm all for like a horror comedy. I totally wish this would have been more horror. I think it would have been so good. Yeah. yeah they, the best, instead, the they best. try to make it like a campy, really John Candy, Dan Aykroyd film instead of instead of spooky and scary. You know, the best thing about Centralia with only five residents, you can have like a phone dial with everybody on speed dial. Like, <laughs> hey, let's call Tony on number three. Hey, yeah. one of our five residents. What's his number? It's three. Sometimes you have to dial a one first. Uh, we did get our 10th person in. But you know what? Something you just said, Eric, if they would have cut out Chevy Chase and maybe even Demi Moore, not like trying to say I have anything against her, but just like she mm. was almost, I don't know, her character didn't really serve enough of a purpose for me other than being pretty to look at. Mm. But yeah, if it had been just like John Candy and Dan Aykroyd in some aspect and then other people were more supporting roles, mm-hmm. I think they were the focus of the movie. Get rid of Chevy Chase. I think it would have been if, phenomenal. If I could have reshot it, I agree with you that. And then I need 90 more minutes of just Bobo and Little Devil because <laughs> those two are my sweaty peaches in this film. I, I made a note 
that I said it's like Eric and it's like Eric and Charlotte got got smashed together. (laughs) Oh, we're missing parts of one station. Um, (laughs) So the uh, they eventually get uh, arraigned and uh, are forced to stay the night to be to see tomorrow. And this house is just so fucking wackadoo. There's there's trap doors and levers. Like this house is just a, a literal Willy Wonka. Uh, it's like if Willy Wonka was a hoarder and instead of midgets, he just had fat children. That is like the basically what you've walked into at this point. Um, uh, eventually they all get separated and start crawling through the walls. Debbie Moore and Chevy Chase are, are, or no, that we first have the dinner scene where they all sit down for dinner with the train. Um, after that happens, all hell breaks loose as Taylor Negron and his wife try to break through. They, they just jump out of a fucking window to escape at machine gun point. No, Eric, that's the weirdest part of this movie. You're almost right. And I, I wrote a note about this. I was like, what is happening? They are not man and wife. They are siblings. That's right. They have a real Game Which... of Thrones situation going on. <laughs> I just don't understand. I felt gross the whole movie. <laughs> um, and then for some reason, they have a moat of shit that's surrounding the on-fire coal mine ground that they live on that they have to swim through just to find John Candy again uh, at the other end who uh, tries to, I think, help them escape. But I, you never see what happens to them, right? He's like, all right, I, I'll help you get out of here. But do we ever see them again or know what happens to them? I don't think they were supposed to call the police and they're like, nah, we're probably not. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess they just escaped and and left them there because for me it all just starts to get jumbled together in just a ton of mental shit and then the next thing i really remember is demi in a cage with the two mutant babies out well <laughs> well no so as they as that dinner happens they hit like a trap door and then get stuck behind the walls and start crawling through places uh yes. which eventually ends them up in the attic they smoke some cigars but then find a slide that one yes. takes Demi more outside and the other one takes him to a pile of bones that is also yes. a peep show for the judge's room as he takes off his dick nose like up close like yeah oh, let's look at this like that and that's where she finds Little Devil and Bobo, which, all right, now listen. Dan Aykroyd said that this, he's like, I took on way too many duties in this movie. I was, I wrote it. I'm directing it. I'm also mm-hmm. one of the major roles in it as the judge. He couldn't find anybody to put on the fat suit. So he also had to play Bobo. And he was just like, can you imagine like the person that they had who were like, I need a better actor that can act more like a retarded baby. Am I the only one that could do this? And sure enough, he's just like, I gotta, I gotta do everything. Fine. <sighs> so he also plays sweaty Bobo. Um, uh, yes, they're so moist yeah. and they're in diapers and they have like these baby curly Q yeah. like haircuts <laughs> yeah. like baby Huey, but they're not babies. I oh Eric, I was very upsetting. <laughs> they are the the grossest thing in this movie by far is just how oily they are as they do. We play games and we work for free for the judge, and it's just it's a bad retard. I think the whole movie. I think Jeremy would agree with me. That's a lot of OSHA violations oh, happening so in- many 
so <laughs> many OSHA violations. Um, so they, uh, while that's going on, uh, John Candy ends up pulling over uh, a group, which is with it's Daniel Baldwin's group, and uh, they take them, and then uh, they get tried and then get sent on the bone or what is it the bone stripper which is they have their own roller coaster of death which was also just a suggestion that said hey you know what this thing needs fucking roller coaster that'll strip the flesh right off of you let's build and dan Aykroyd heard it for one second he's like you know what Let's fucking build it. Let's fucking let's do this. Uh, so that just got built for that, and yeah, they get and it's just basically a bunch of pistons with teeth on them that just will strip your flesh off of you. But can we all like? And I and I apologize. I know I had to step away at one point. I don't know if we already even touched on this. Why did they feel they needed an entire wrap caravan? Oh, okay, so. <laughs> So you, now you're talking about the other people that get pulled over, which is, of course, the great Digital Underground, a 90s hip-hop group uh, famous for the song All Around the World, but also more famous for giving Tupac Shakur his first uh, shot, not only in the movies, but in the rap game. Uh, so you do see Tupac briefly in this, and uh, I, here's the thing I remember most about the Digital Underground growing up. There's an episode of uh, Beavis and Butthead where they are watching the song The Humpty Dance, which is their other hit from the uh, the nineties, which is a uh, the Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. Anyway, um, uh, the the main guy always wore fake glasses with a big plastic nose, right? And uh, Beavis, he goes, "Hey, what's wrong with?" The, but but Beavis goes, "What's wrong with that guy's nose?" He's like, "He got plastic surgery." idiot <laughs> and so for i always thought that was hilarious that the lead singer from uh the digital underground has plastic surgery and that's his real nose. i am not a fan of digital underground i just never understood the appeal like i like i like rap i like hip-hop they have just never done anything for me well they were like me. you know what digital underground was uh as as a white man who knows everything about hip-hop i will <laughs> what they were is like they were kind of the last vestiges of like fun rap from like the <laughs> early 80s before it went and they were existing at a time where gangster rap was already existing like the nwa was already a thing and they're still making some like hey you want to go around the planet and then we do the and we do the like that so they're not like they were not like the uh the activist types i mean i'm sure they have songs like it but all of their hit singles are like things like the humpty dance for instance so uh that was digital underground but you did get a fun uh little taste of the tupac shaker in there so uh we got a little bit of him and uh he does make a brief appearance no talking lines but you just see his cute little face and you'll know that he'll be dead in six years um <laughs> that's just also the nicest a judge has ever treated a group of black people if i can be honest with you imagine that they were so good at rap that you just got freed like you remember that one viral video where the guy is like judge please don't do this he does like this whole r kelly song and then they're like you are gonna go away for lifetimes too this guy was just like dan Aykroyd was just like fuck that let me get an organ solo um <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love if we go back for one second I love that if we go back to when we first are in the car with Chevy and all of them before they get arrested and they go we can outrun them we don't have to stop I'm like that is the most white yeah, privileged yeah, yeah. Uh, we're rich. I could pay them off. It'll be fine. Um, 
<laughs> no, I like. I I thought that was very very hilarious as well. Uh, now now before they hit this little uh. Before they hit the the slide, uh, Demi Moore and uh, Chevy Chase have a quick little moment here that I'll play, where they start making out, and she stops. Better lie down. Or you're nothing but trouble. Digital line. Digital line. Digital There you go, titular line, just for you, Jeremy. Now, in your rankings of titular lines, where does this rank amongst them, Jeremy? Uh, right below Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, tired of all these Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it ranks right below seven. Uh, there, there you go. It's either that or the Godfather, you know. Oh, I'm so tired of being the Godfather. Godfather. Oh, you know, the one thing I hate is this Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. That one got Jeremy. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's hard being around space in Star Trek V Search for Spock. (laughs) I'm so tired of searching for Spock. All right, I'm what's not up? my mother's favorite child. I'm the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some would uh, say that this is a alien resurrection. <laughs> yeah. okay. I tell you, it's been 12 years of being a slave. I'm tired of it. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? We're just three men and a baby. Um. Anyway, this is... <laughs> I do not watch pornos. Oh, Jeremy. Uh, that's actually what that was actually the in uh, boat f- uh, movie for uh, uh, the Pontiuses as they went to Little St. James. Um, I, I know it because guess who played the baby? I'm so proud of you, Eric. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bobo, the, the Epstein <laughs> Island baby. No, no, we've got to stop the idea of those two being in a porno. I can't. <laughs> Oh, is it my turn? Let me time for finger blast. It's, it's called nothing but B U T T trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble. <laughs> um, so uh, we talked about Bobo. We talked about uh, all of that. Uh, fun fact about the movie: Dan Aykroyd actually offered the script to John Hughes, a uh, famous '80s director, who was interested in the story but ultimately turned it down because he only directed his own scripts. Um, now, he, also, this was turned down by John Landis because he disliked it immediately. Uh, <laughs> just he immediately disliked it. So. John was like, how am I supposed to kill a bunch of Vietnamese kids in this movie? Wait a minute. How many real bones can I make for this movie? Uh, that's what I want to know. They didn't offer it to Clive Barker. I'm like, it's a roller coaster where people die. Well, yeah, I could imagine Clive Barker sitting at the pitch meeting. He's like, so I heard about this roller coaster. Did you, could we, instead of a roller coaster, it actually just be dildos that they are placed on like a pike that then they have to ride it uh, in your, your nipples get pierced and then we hook your nipples to the cart and you get pulled along by the roller coaster 
dildo coaster. Now, uh, the reason why this movie got so off fucking track and they were allowed to do whatever they want is uh, I'd never seen this movie, but it was filming at the exact same time. But uh, the Bonfire of Vanities, which is a uh, Tom Hanks movie, which apparently is also a train wreck of a film, um, was filming at the same time. And the studio was so focused on that one not going off the rails that it still went off the rails. Uh, but it did it did mean that Tom Hanks actually did visit the set of this movie, uh, which was uh, getting shot right across the street at the Warner Brothers lot. So uh, wow! Can I mention? Can I mention the worst part about the dildo coaster? Yeah, yeah. yes, please. <laughs> the worst part about the dildo coaster is that as you're going on the roller coaster, it's just getting constantly slapped by dildos along the sides of the. <laughs> You get molly whopped the entire <laughs> roller coaster. Just, just okay, dick after never dick. mind. I was wrong. I'm into it. It's just uh, dick after dick getting it, get, like a like you're trying to go through a car wash of cocks. Just like <laughs> oh, Eric, stop. Car wash of cocks sounds great. Um, <laughs> but no, I've never seen Bonfire of the Vanities, but I have heard that it is a dog shit top tier god awful movie so that's incredible they were being filmed at the same time yeah they must have cost them so much money yeah. i think it, I could, the bonfire of the vanities could have been saved if uh, it was starring nicholas cage mm-hmm yeah. Now, now as uh, as the movie progresses, she gets captured by Bobo and Little Devil, but makes some friends, uh, and uh, they don't allow Eldona, who is or Eldona, who is John Candy, the lady John Candy in this movie, to throw her into the fiery inferno that's just <laughs> out in the yard that's burning underneath the entire city. Um, so she's allowed to stay alive, and then. Her, he and the judge get into a little altercation where the judge almost kills him, but Eldana saves Chevy Chase uh, because guess what? We're getting hitched tonight. So she comes all done up, and then, uh, of course, the Digital Underground is the, the band that's playing for him, uh, playing a nice hip-hop, here comes the bride melody. And um, before, when it's time to kiss the bride, Chevy's like, we don't need to do that. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. But I actually love right before that, though, when he's handcuffed, and John is throwing over different pieces of negligee. <laughs> yes. John, the only redeem for me, the only redeeming thing about this movie is John Candy and drag. He is the is best good. part of this movie. It is good. Um, so, oh, and, uh, sorry to divulge for a second, but my other favorite teacher of is damn i'm tired of all these bonfire the vanities <laughs> so uh through all uh the digital underground gets released and then he uh, chevy chase pleads them to take him with him please good i'm good at hip-hop too don't leave me here he's like sorry man i had a marriage i've been married before too <laughs> and then he just leaves them and then uh of course she's offended by this and uh they go to uh he eventually breaks free but they still have Demi Moore so they say uh come and get her banker otherwise we're gonna uh, we're gonna what is it uh cut and shuffle her where he has like a bunch of uh, snow plows on a big guillotine that'll just chop you up in like three pieces so uh which they have watermelons to show its effectiveness I'm like who's wasting this man any watermelons every time that you need to have a public execution uh it seems a bit much it seems like a waste uh 
They had enough. They had that was enough watermelons for a whole wedding banquet, and they just wasted them. Um, uh, eventually, though, Chevy is able to rescue uh, rescue Sweet Demi Moore. They escape. Uh, they're able to free the clutches of there, and not only that, they go to go get the cops and come back with a whole SWAT team of people back to the uh, to the residence. Uh, and he opens the door. He's like, "Why are you bothering an old man?" And then he looks back. He's just like, "Are you are you sure about that, Chevy? Maybe you want to check behind you." And they go, "Hi, Judge!" And they all know the judge. And sure enough, yeah. uh, twelve is all on the same team. We should have known. And uh, <laughs> instead. Of uh, but instead of Chevy Chase and Demi Moore going down, uh, the the sweet mining town has a different story as it starts to eat the entire house because uh, the mines are finally collapsing beneath it. Uh, anarchy breaks completely loose and everybody has to make a run for it. Cops are getting blown up left and right, and we're left with uh, Chevy Chase and Demi Moore safe once again as they're back at their house having a lovely evening looking at the tv and uh one of them looks up and says huh oh look it's the uh it's the rubble and the and the fire from everything that's that's odd um i wonder what's that and uh, of course it's uh it's dan Aykroyd who comes on he's like oh it destroyed everything i guess i'm gonna have to go live at my son-in-law's house (laughs) 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 oh man which uh, special penis nose yes me and my dick nose are going to the big city of new york which brings us to an end of uh the uh nothing but trouble uh other than um the script the writing the poor acting and the the story that made almost zero sense ashley what are your final thoughts about nothing but trouble i still hate this movie uh, that <laughs> um but i just i do think it's a beautiful allegory um about how if you are poor you're evil that is so. true that i can agree that's something we yeah. can all get behind get a job or get dying um uh jeremy your final thoughts on nothing but trouble um can you kill the music it's it's yeah go for it music um I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're good. <laughs> I folded <I> Jeremy. <laughs> I'm really, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Look, my hands are up. My hands are up. I got them like this. Your final thoughts, Jeremy. On look, nothing but trouble. Look, I think every white person in America was upset about the death of humpy hump (laughs) (laughs) oh r.i.p humpty hump yeah so not only have we lost tupac but we've lost humpy hump (laughs) and i wanted to do my tribute oh okay your tribute to humpty hump yeah okay we're listening here's a humpty hump tribute by jeremy woodworth guitar in hand ukulele I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. 
I'm sick with this straight gangsta Mac. But sometimes I get ridiculous. The Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. Mm-mm. Do me, baby. Do, do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. We can't hear the ukulele at all, but I liked just the acapella of it all. Do the Humpty Hump. Oh, that do fixed it. <laughs> Oh man. Uh and personally listen, I have a lot of fond memories of this dog shit movie. It's not uh as bad as uh, it, I mean it's as bad as exactly how we said it was, but uh <laughs> it is a fun watch if nothing else to just see a very obese uh baby talk like he's mentally challenged for 5 or 6 <laughs> minutes of the movie. I, I rate this as every other movie still better than Avatar. Still better than oh. Avatar. Okay. I did not hear the words rate this. Yeah, I, did, I heard I heard uh, something that you can find at the Pogo merch shop said. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it took me a minute. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at next? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can catch me in Dover, PA, doing a benefit show on the 7th. And then you can catch me at Mustang Alley's in Baltimore, October 8th. All right, all that and more. You can fetch all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. I'll actually update it some uh, dates, though, but you can always find my socials on there where where you can best find me. Uh, I got a bunch of murder mysteries this month. I'm headlining a show down at the Bright Box Theater with uh, me and Thomas P. Simpasso. Uh, so check all that shit out. It's coming up this month. Uh, I'm excited. Jeremy, take us the hell out of here. Do the Humpty Day!